Welcome to Digging Deeper, a podcast of Christ Church, where we seek to equip our members to live out their faith in the everyday stuff of life. I'm Matt. And I'm Jeff. We are pastors at Christ Church, and welcome to episode number eight. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Episode number eight, I think, is going to be our last episode because apparently no one responds to this. <laughs> we we On our previous episode, we did this whole thing about books and like, hey, you can come to the church and you know, we'll let you in and get you get a book, but either apparently one people in the church don't read, which is like, yeah, a reason to just hang up, you know, and give up right now, or two they they do read, but uh, they don't listen to the podcast and didn't care about any of our recommendations. And so either way, uh, I'm feeling discouraged right now. Sorry, man. Sorry, Sorry. I, I I feel you on that. It was a, a lot of books I, I carried. You know, about a hundred books up here to your True. office, and you probably haven't lifted that much in years. I haven't. I think I got a hernia from it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you we know, will persevere. Yes, we will persevere. We will. I mean, we could look at it. There could be a third way. Is you know, Tim Keller always gives that that third option, sure. and that could be that people have these books that we recommended, mm. and they just thought, you know what, I'm going to dust it off and get back into yes. it so we will tell ourselves that that's true yes. we can tell ourselves that and rest rest easy tonight yes we also did send a lot of good uh, web resources as well recently so they true. might be you know on ligonier ministries going through you know the holiness of god on on the website so true true yeah. so so we got we'll, we'll hope for that yes oh, yeah. right. but we also might be uh this might be our last episode also <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah so yeah so here we are in uh this is uh corona lockdown week number what week are we in now i don't even know man yeah it feels like it's been you're, a long you're time number, you're number three I think. you're number three yeah so how's your how's your family doing what's yeah, what's, what's going on at the betcher house uh we are we're doing all right um you know uh angie has me come home and i have my weekly uh you know my daily gym time with the kids which is essentially me you know Doing WWE uh, wrestling wrestling moves okay, with them, gotcha. uh, slam dunking slam on dunking little yeah. uh, plastic. So we boots, yeah, yeah, super flex, uh, you know, and all that stuff. So we um, now we're doing all right. Uh, you know, we're enjoying in some ways the flexibility of of homeschooling. So it's nice having a little bit you know more time in the morning, not rushing them out to catch a bus. Having extended family devotions has been sweet. Um, but then you know Angie's also reminded about why she doesn't want to be a homeschool mom. <laughs> And is really yeah. looking forward to just having wearing the mom hat and not having to wear the teacher hat anymore. Mm. So we're uh we're we're hanging in. How about you guys? Uh I think we're we're hanging in there. Uh ki- you know, kids seem like they're um you know, doing their schoolwork well. Uh it's been you know, it's a uh it's crazy weekend. So, you know, w- had my, my first wedding I did on mm. Sunday, so after church, uh our neighbor who their wedding got canceled because of the coronavirus, we were able to to do a wedding right out on their uh, front stoop, so it was it was <laughs> pretty cool. As, so as awesome. uh, yeah, neighbors were hanging out the door and watching. So so that was neat, you know. And that was just a uh, kind of a, a joyous part of being in the city and being able to do that. And then uh, we uh, also got our car stolen this weekend, so mm. it was kind of like a high, a high and a low, if you ask, for the weekend. And uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, overall we're 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 doing well. So yeah, yeah I. Uh, I'm really hoping that at some point, whoever stole your car realizes that 
um, it's not worth the effort and just like leave the, it somewhere. Yeah, I've been <laughs> looking. I've been checking back <laughs> under A5. Like, when are they going to uh, drop it off? So. more trouble than it's worth. But no. I'm, yeah. I'm, well, so I was. I'm serious, man. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Yeah, I called my my sister yesterday in Texas, and she's like, "Yeah, I heard your car got stolen," and she was kind of just like, "Why did they steal your car? <laughs> it doesn't make sense." But apparently. And th- maybe this is helpful for someone else. If you have a Dodge Grand Caravan, especially an older one, like mine was like 18 years old, um, they're really e- the the Geico insurance rep said you can basically steal them with a butter knife. Mm. So, um, so I guess if you need a car one day and you're you know you got a butter knife, you know, you go. go at it. But um, yeah, the, apparently they're one of the most stolen cars, not because they're nice, but because they're they're easy, easy to steal. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, but wow. yep. All right. So, what besides stolen cars? What uh, what do we got on tap what, today? What do we got? So, want to talk a little bit about the message. So it was great to, um, it was great for me to you know have the opportunity to sit at home with my family. And uh, I know you preach to a uh, slim down audience, <laughs> right? Would, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it was like three people here. Three people, but hey. only essential personnel. Just to be clear. Yep. In case and and they all all three of those people were socially distanced correct uh yeah we were practicing probably about 50 feet in between each one of us excellent so excellent way to be an example right yeah so a uh, great message um you talked about counting the cost and um y- you said something in it that uh that was interesting you said that jesus doesn't want to be just number one on a list of priorities um and you know and i've heard people kind of rattle down the list you know god family country i mm-hmm. think i've seen that on you know plaques in people's houses and stuff but yeah. um are you saying that you know that's kind of not accurate um yeah i mean i think that when we put god uh you know on a list we're essentially saying that he is even if he's the number one priority he's still like these other things he's still um on the same list as these other things and what jesus is saying when he was talking about you know hating your father or mother again he's not literally saying that we should hate family members uh, but he's saying that our love for him should be a completely different category like when we talk about loving god we're saying something fundamentally different so that any other love we might have for even our closest relationships here on earth is considered hate in comparison so it's the idea that jesus is not on any other no one th- one thing on our list of things that we care about he he's on a completely different list mm. um you know he's he's by himself uh he is not just number 1 but he is really central to all things and brings definition to all things um so yeah so i think that the challenge is we well you know god first Okay, but if God's first, then eventually you'll you'll move on to what's second. Like mm-hmm. the whole point yep. is that no, you can never move on from Jesus. Jesus isn't first. Jesus is all things, all the time. Mm. That's that's what He wants from us. Mm. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. It's encouraging. Uh, well, it's challenging. I mean, I, I mean, it's encouraging in the sense that like God loves us so much that He wants us to to know Him that way, right? But it's it's definitely not. What I just said it's not easy. What what I said is a whole life commitment. You know, mm-hmm. that's why when you know when Mark talks uh, uses this talking about taking up your cross, he says take up your cross daily. Like I think it's a daily surrendering to Christ, a daily Lord. I need you to be central to my life today. I think that's something that we need 
daily to do because it's it's not just this encouraging, uplifting, easy thing. I think it's actually very challenging and very hard. It goes against our core nature as humans, which is to live for self. And yet it is encouraging because it is like deeply satisfying and it is what we've been created and designed by God to do, to worship him by valuing him as a supreme being at the center of our lives. Mm. That's good. You, you know, as, as far as those, those different categories that, that and you, you kind of went through some different categories, um, you know, one of them, and I, you know, I think about kind of where we're at now with, uh, you know, uh, possessions, um, you know, we're going through a time where a lot of us are being stripped of our possessions, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, but, um, you know, you, you talked about how Jesus said, really, like, really, we have to renounce all that we have, everything is his, mm-hmm. Um you know, and I was just thinking, like, how do you walk through that practically with um, when you're thinking about what, you know, Christ requires of us as far as possession? So it's not like, you know, he just says, like, OK, um, you know, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. I mean, there are po- parts in Scripture where certain people he might have, you know, he told the, the rich young ruler to to do that, but he doesn't mandate that. But how do you know as a follower of Christ, like when you're striking that right balance of of kind of renouncing what you have you know how how do we strike that balance without just kind of living that you know american prosperity and like all right i'm just going to give you know in, in i think we can do kind of almost that list thing with right. our giving where okay well you know 10 percent is the lord's and you know and, and then everything else is mine and we kind of move on from there right. so how do we live that out with our you know, without being legalistic, but like, how, how, how would you think through like yeah. what God is requiring of, of you to give? Well, it really is a position of your heart. I mean, I think even the, the rich young ruler, he said, give everything because he knew that guy didn't want to give anything. And so he was trying to expose his heart so that guy would come to a place of repentance. And, um, and I think that sometimes, you know, you mentioned the word legalistic. I think honestly, I get a little concerned that gets thrown around too easily. Oh, I don't want to be legalistic, and we'll ex- use that as an excuse to not follow the commands of God. Mm-hmm. So let's be really clear: the commands of God are not legalism. Uh, legalism is a heart posture where we are trying to follow the commands of God in order to gain God's favor. That's the heart of a legalist, thinking that if I can keep the law in order to get God to love me, then I, you know, then that, that that's the base of our relationship with God, where God says, "No, keep the law because you love me." Um, not to get me to lo- get get me to love you, but mm-hmm. because you love me. Yeah. And and so, but either way, like keep the law, right? Like keep yeah. like keep the commands of God are for our good, right? Uh, the Bible says His commands are not burdensome. And yeah. so, um, so first of all, just to kind of put that out there, let's let's not use legalism as an excuse to not keep the commands of God, which are not burdensome, yeah. but are no, for our good. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean don't. I wasn't speaking yeah, to you. Yeah, don't mandate, yeah. you know, how, yeah. you know, you must give 50% or, yeah, but I, I hear what you're saying. Right. Uh, yeah. I think it is, it's about our hearts, about what's God say, saying to us. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, I mean, there's probably, yeah, I don't think, I agree. I don't think you should be like, oh yeah, I get, I tie 10% and then, you know, give 90% of it's mine. No, actually a hundred percent of it is God's. Mm-hmm. So 10% uh, of the hundred percent that is God's, hopefully you're giving to, you know, your local church. Um, but then that doesn't mean that the 90% you do with whatever you want. I think that means that with the 90%, that's still the Lord's. And so how are you thinking through um, what kind of car the Lord wants you to drive? How are you thinking through what kind of house the Lord wants you to have? What are you thinking through what kind of clothes budget the, the Lord would say is a good clothes budget? Like, yeah. So how are we using our money in a way that we're being prayerful and thoughtful and not just seeking to pursue the American dream, which is always bigger, better, faster, 
um, but how are we actually, you know, seeking to live kind of simple lives that um, that position us really to be able to uh, be generous to others. And so, um, and not just, you know, generous financially, but like when I think about like, okay, so, you know, uh, I think about a friend who has a truck. One of the reasons he has a truck is because, uh, you know, he could probably get by with a different car, but he has a truck because he knows that, hey, now this is going to let me, uh, there's lots of people who usually need a truck. I can be generous with my truck and let people use it. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, um, you know, I think about someone who, uh, you know, maybe is loaning out their bike or just, you know, how free are we to like let other people use our stuff? And even the idea is that our stuff, it's like, no, we view it as these are things given to us by God that we can use to benefit the lives, you know, of others if needed. So like how hard do we, you know, do we hold on to things? Um, how simply are we living? I mean, obviously there's nothing wrong with, with having, um, you know, uh, obviously, you know, spending money on clothes or, or different things like that. I'm not saying that like you have to, you know, shop, you know, don't shop at all and only get, get what's given to you or something like that. But the whole point is that are, are we living in such a way that our lives are reflecting that we, that we are uh, not living for this kingdom, but living for a different kingdom, living to living to pr- promote the cause of another king. And so I think just honestly, if it's as, just as practical as possible, I, I do think without mandating a, a practice, but something that you know, I found helpful is, uh, is to work through a budget. So I don't live like on a, Angie and I, we're not the type of people who like, we're not filling out budgets every week or every month or whatever. But we, um, when we first got married, we sat down and had a very serious conversation about how we use our money. Um, and that's a conversation we revisit, you know, I don't know, every six months or so where we sit down and we have, here's, here's what we're spending our money on. Uh, and we're praying about that, and we're thinking about that, and we're saying, is there something we should change, something more we should do to increase, something we should decrease? It's just, you know, how, how we, where our money goes reflects what we're worshiping. And so uh, I just would, would definitely encourage, you know, maybe if you don't have a budget, but at least be thinking about, like, how you're, like, how, hun- how the Lord, how is the Lord influencing 100% of how you use your money? Um yeah, I don't know if you want to drill down to that more, but uh, yeah, that no, that's that's helpful, I guess. Um, so you have surplus. Uh, like, what questions would you be asking if you had a you know surplus and you're okay? Does this, yeah, you know, what what do I do with this surplus? Like, what what questions do you think are helpful to to be working through? I mean, obviously, there's an element of praying. So even with yeah. asking questions. Uh, you know, how much are you relying to, okay, I'm just feeling, you know, the Spirit's leading me to, to do this. I mean, obviously, we want to be led by the Lord and led by the Spirit, but, um, yeah, any helpful questions you'd be asking if you're trying to think through, okay, how does God want us to, to handle that? Yeah, um, I mean, again, obviously, obviously praying, um, probably thinking through what categories of Scripture uh, come into play with this money, so, I mean, I, again, I think, Scripture always talks about giving to your your local church community, so that's always a thought. How can we bless like the church with this? Um, it talks about giving to vulnerable populations, and so um, is there someone who is in a vulnerable place that that this could benefit towards? Um, talks about giving to you know orphans. So like, is there uh, there's a couple of ministries that we um, you know, support with, with, you know, or that care for orphans. Is there more that we could do there? Is there even as simple, simple as like 
maybe it's a, a foster parent and we're giving them a night out or something. You know, I think there's, but those are the categories. Like what biblical categories speak into this mm-hmm. yeah. is, is, is one part. Um, another question though that, that I would, you know, that I would ask is, um, is, you know, is there, is there, so yeah, what biblical categories play into it, um, you know, so thinking through, that's kind of through needs. So, so I would go church, vulnerable, um, orphans. And then, uh, you know, is there, uh, is there just someone who would be blessed by this? So someone that I would just love to bless, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they don't have a need, but like, um, you know, I, a way to communicate to someone, Hey, I appreciate you. I'm grateful for what you've done and, uh, and who you are. And so, um, just, I just want to bless someone just as expression of love. Mm-hmm. Um, so thinking through that, um, and that could be, you know, it could be our kids. That could be, um, you know, a close friend that could be a family member. So I, I, th- I, I think through, you know, so what does scripture say? Two can I bless? And then the third thing is, you know, is there is there is the Lord giving this to us um, because there's rest that we need? Mm, and okay. so yep. uh, I I do want to be you know thoughtful that listen, it's not wrong to like spend money on yourself. Like sometimes the Lord blesses you uh, because He wants to give you um, you know certain rest. Um, I, I say that last because I think sometimes our temptation is that we want to rest from rest. And so I mean by that, as the Lord says, we rest from work. And so, you know, are you like working this unto the Lord? Are you spending your life? Like, are you tired for God? Like you should be. Um, if you're just like, yeah, you know, this is great. Oh, I'm going to spend a little me time. Well, your whole life is me time. Like, you know, how are you actually serving other people? But but if you are serving other people and you are, you know, working hard for the Lord, uh, it's appropriate and right and actually a practice of worship to be able to rest, you know, and to, to enjoy the comfort that the Lord brings. And so, um, you know, maybe, maybe the Lord, you know, maybe, maybe there is a vacate. Maybe the Lord's given this to me because, you know, I've been running hard for months, 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 and he wants me to take Angie away on an overnight, you know, mm-hmm. or, um, I've been, you know, going, you know, uh, I haven't bought, you know, I've been so, so busy giving money to other people, I haven't bought a new pair of shoes for myself in, you know, in, o- in over two years. Uh, I probably should buy a new pairs of shoes, you know. Um, it's funny, some funny how your mind immediately goes to well, shoes. Well, there. I did yeah. buy a new pair of shoe re- shoes recently, so that is a little self-serving. But actually, no, in all seriousness, Angie and I talked about that. And one of the things we said is, like, you know what? Like, I'm up here with, like, shoes that are literally, like, falling off. And it's like, it, at what point is that even, like, you know, I'm, I have a job where, where people see me a lot. And so like, at what point is this even a distraction? Like, you know, people like worried about my financial state or they're distracted by my, you know, soul flapping shoes. So actually having, having a nice pair of shoes, hopefully is maybe, you know, less distracting. So again, trying to think through others, uh, think about others through that category, but also like not feel bad. Like I'm going to go out and buy, you know, I didn't go out and, you know, buy hundred dollar pair of, you know, whatever, whatever shoes there are, but you know, um, what does it look like to go just buy a, you know, a pair of shoes if you need a new pair of shoes and not feel guilty and not feel bad about that, but seeing like, Hey, this is actually, the Lord has given me this money. And, um, and one of the ways that he has given me this money is not just to take care of others, but is also to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, and so I think it's appropriate and okay, um, to think, to think about, you know, what kind of self care do you need? Uh, with, with all the caveats that like, Hey, you know, make sure that you know if you you might need to go to a spa like you know yeah it's like maybe like once a month or something but that shouldn't be every day you know like Mm. um how are you actually you know you you rest from work and so the first question is are you working and then once if you are working then you need to think about okay how am i bringing rest into my life Mm, that's good where would you uh 
you know, I, f- I feel like this is a topic we can talk about all day here, but uh, where would saving fall into that? Would that fall into the kind of the rest category? You know, how, you know, you have a surplus, maybe God's calling you to save some, put some away for, for the future. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Proverbs says that godly man leaves his children an inheritance. And certainly that's speaking to a legacy of faith, but, you know, it's also speaking to just, like, practically, like, it's good to be able to provide uh, for your kids when you're, when you're gone. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that uh, it is appropriate and okay to save. Um, you know, I think, I think about saving as far as, like, yeah, what am I going to need? I think about saving in this category. What am I going to need to have in order not to be a burden on others in the future? So that's how I think about saving. I don't think about saving is like, you know, um, trying to, uh, you know, oh, I won't be able to retire early. No, actually, I hope to never retire. I hope to be working. I hope the Lord finds me working uh, when he calls me home. So um, I'm not looking to retire early. um, So I'm not really saving for that. Um, I'm not saving for like, you know, oh, I want to, you know, save so I can upgrade my, my house. I don't know. I have a great house. I don't need to, to save for that. But, you know, how can I not, how can I save so I'm not a burden? So, for example, if my car breaks down and I don't have money to buy a new car, well, now I'm a burden on other people because, you know, I can't use my car to serve them. I'm going to be asking to use their car. You know, if I, if I, you know, am not saving and I die in debt, well, now I'm a burden on my kids. You know, they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to pay for, for, you know, my expenses. Uh, if I can't, you know, cover, you know, those things, if, if I get old and, and I'm incapable of working or, or working enough to sustain, you know, um, that, you know, some kind of life, then again, am I going to be a burden on my kids where they're gonna have to use their money to pay for me? So I, I think about how can I save in such a way that I'm not going to be a burden on, on others. And, um, and then when I go, I can actually be a blessing. So, uh, again, think about money is how can I be a blessing to others? Um, I think that's kind of, how I think about saving. Um, so I don't want to be a burden. I do want to be a blessing. And so how can I save in a responsible way uh, to accomplish that? Okay, that's helpful. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, thinking of the other, so we, we have our, our money as we're talking about resources and we have our time, right? Uh, and uh, you mentioned about our, our calendars belonging to Jesus. Uh, you know, what does that look like? You know, without without falling into, I, you know, I remember hearing a example of this, you know, super spiritual lady who would wake up in the morning and and uh, you know she wouldn't get out of bed till she felt the spirit calling her to get out of bed, and mm-hmm. then uh, you know she'd pray some more and she wouldn't get you know changed until she felt the the spirit calling her to you know telling her it's time to get dressed now and just you know this was her you know way of my calendar's the Lord's and I'm I'm yeah, living yeah, for yeah. for Lord. How how do we you know how is our calendar hours or hours our calendar not, not hours gods with without kind of falling into a hyper spirituality and um also or just a legalism i guess where like you're you know every you're you're being so you know maybe none of us are falling into this you know we're being so exacting with our time that that there's no rest and we're just uptight all the time and um, well, I yeah. think people are often uptight with their time, not because they're living for the Lord, because they're chasing the world. Mm. So, you know, even when I'm talking earlier, like, hey, make sure you're working so that you then need rest. Yeah, make sure you're working for the Lord. Like, you know, uh, if you're working 90 hours a week pursuing, you know, the American dream, then, you know, you, you have you have other issues. Um, so when I say I, I, I do think that, yeah, when we're talking about time or time being God's, 
Um, yeah, I think I get I get concerned in our you know kind of northeast uh, where you know Philadelphia urban center. It's a very very go 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 type thing. I get concerned that uh, that we're that we're just we're just being like the like how if we have been saved by grace, if we believe that this world is not all that, all that there is, if we believe that there is eternity with God forever, then like we should be living very differently from people who don't believe those things. And so if how we allocate our time is the same as our neighbors, like, what are we doing? You know? And so, um, and that means more, I think, than just, okay, yeah, well, I give God an hour and a half every Sunday going to church. No, like, are we really, you know, thinking about this? Um, so I get, I get concerned that, you know, we're so busy chasing things in this world and making ourselves busy and feeling tired, uh, not because we're pursuing things of the Lord, but because we're pursuing the same things that everyone else is pursuing. Um, so I think one, just what's on your calendar? Like, what's the, what's the point of that? What's, you know, what's it doing? How's this worship? How's this drawing your heart to God? So I think one, yeah, asking how is this drawing your heart to God? And two, how is it potentially drawing your heart away from God? Um, I get really concerned, and we don't have tons of this in our church yet because most of our kids are, are really young, but when they start hitting, you know, junior high, high school, it's going to become more and more of an issue of parents just letting their kids do every extracurricular there possibly is. And so they're out every night doing, you know, all kinds of things. They're missing church on Sundays because they're either dog tired from running around all week or again, they're, they're doing things. It's like, wait a second. Like, you know, what are we telling our kids is most important? Um, yeah, I remember I was pastoring, you know, in, you know, the church I was pastoring back in New Jersey and I was working a lot with, um, with college students and, you know, Sadly, lots of kids, you know, they leave high school and they go to college and they, they sometimes walk away from the faith. And, and there was a common theme. Um, you know, parents come to me like, hey, Jeff, I don't know what's going on. And it's like, well, listen, what do you think was going on? Like, you never had your kids in church. You never had them in God's word. Um, you know, you, 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 you let them determine their time. Everything they wanted to do, you gave them any, anything their eyes saw that was good. You gave it to them to do. You gave them every opportunity. And so, of course, like when they go to college, you know, they're just going to keep pursuing all those things. And why would they want to give God any of their time now? Like, so I think that I get concerned for, for parents and how they're thinking through uh, their kids' schedules. Um, you know, there's this false ethic of giving our kids every opportunity. No, don't give your kid every opportunity. Give them Christ. Um, you know, like I'm so grateful for things my parents said no to. Um I, I didn't thank him then uh, as a 14-year-old, but I do thank him now as a, you know, how am I, 34, I think, 35? I don't know. Um, however old I am, 35. Um, you know, I, th- I thank him for it now, and uh, and I'm grateful for it now that they kind of made those hard choices, made those hard calls with you're our You're not bitter schedule. your NFL career never materialized? No, no. no. Uh, I'd have a concussion by now anyways. Mm. Um, but, you know, I'm saying, like, it's, it's just, I'm not, you know, like... <laughs> I don't miss out on not being in that play. I don't miss out on not being part of that sports team. Like, as a 35-year-old man with three kids, like, I'm not, like, missing that. I'm grateful for the spiritual discipline that was instilled in my life. Like, that's what's grounding me now. And so I think, one, parents thinking through this with your kids. And then I think, think of, again, thinking through it with your careers, uh, thinking through it with your hobbies. Like, you know, is what you're doing, is this cultivating affections for Christ or is this being a distraction from Christ? And, again, that doesn't mean that, like, everything has to be this super spiritual thing. Like, for example, uh, I love to watch football, um, and I make no apologies for that. But I'll, like, invite neighbors over to watch that. I'll invite people from church over to, to watch that with me. Like, I've developed really deep 
friendships and relationships with people through enjoying, you know, the game of football. So I'm thinking through how to use that time. That's not just like, oh, let me get some let me get some me time and do this. It's like, no, I'm being intentional with this time um, to try to, you know, use it in a way that no football does not distract me from God. Actually, I worship God as I enjoy the good gift that he's given in sports as I, and I enjoy it with people who he's given in my life to enjoy it with. And so that, that's actually a worshipful experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, this is not like this hyper spiritual, like, Oh no, don't, you know, don't eat this food. Don't, you know, don't, don't work five extra hours. I mean, you know, um, no, like you got to do what the Lord has called you to do, but that's the point is that you're doing what God's called you to do. You're not chasing the things of the world. You're trying to chase Christ and you're thinking through everything with, you know, um, is this how God wants me to use my time? Let me give one other example. So maybe the other way, I know someone who was like, oh, I, I want to give my time to the Lord. So they would take long lunches every single day at the, during their work day. They'd take like two hour lunches, you know, and they have a Bible study and be this whole long thing. Well, they ended up getting fired mm. because they're being unfaithful. Well, guess what? God's not honored in that. Yeah. You know, the Bible says work heartily as unto the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. Christians should be the most responsible. Um, and, and that person is now lo- no longer in that place able to be a light for Christ. And so, um, you know, we're saying all the time is God's. It's, again, it's not saying, that, yeah, you know, just bring your Bible and blow off work whenever you want. And no, God's words actually told you what you should do with your job. It, you should be focused. You should be intense. And, you know, you should be uh, the best, whatever you are. Um and, and so I think that it, it's just the idea, though, that we're not going through life. Again, it's just more of a heart posture. We're not going through life just thinking about what I want and what I want to do or what my kids want to do. We're thinking about what does God want from me? You know, he's given me this much time. He's given me this much opportunity. Lord, what do you want? You know, and, and going to his word, seeing what God's word says about what we should do. Mm. Um, you know, getting good counsel from friends and then just, you know, praying and being led by the spirit. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think you, you touched something there. Um, I was having a little bit of, you know, post-traumatic uh, PTSD from uh, from dealing with, you know, yeah, just parents. Again, we haven't really experienced that much in our church, but I see it as a cultural thing that, you know, parents just give their kids everything. And I think, man, that's one way to ruin your kid fast is to give them everything they want. But mm. I'll get yeah. off that soapbox. That's great, man. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, yeah, that's good. Well, uh, you know, we, um, you know, there's a lot going on, although our, our doors are closed. How are we doing on time? I'm seeing you look over there at the time. Yeah, we're we? about 30 minutes. So let's 30 minutes. Th- okay. Last, last question. Last question. Uh, what's going on in the life of our church right now? So we got a live stream coming up on Sunday, but any other little highlights you'd uh, point out real quick? Yeah. So we, uh, so again, we're get, doing the daily devotionals. And so we've just been encouraged by how people are benefiting from that and sharing that out. Um, love hearing the stories. Please keep, let me know about ways that your neighbors and families are being affected by that. It's super encouraging. So we got daily devotions going on every day. You can get those on YouTube or by going to our website, sign up for our blog. They'll get emailed right to you. Um, also, we have Zoom meetings coming up for small groups. So we have small groups Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Uh, they all meet at 7.30. And uh, during this time, uh, we feel a need to be together more now than ever. And so we're actually meeting every week. So uh, 7.30, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there's a, a small group meeting coming on. We're just supporting one another, praying for one another, studying God's Word together. If you are not yet part of a small group, you can go to our website and, uh, and sign up for one. Um, just click on the um, COVID response link and it'll take you right to where you can sign up for small groups. So we got small groups going on and then, uh, and then you know, this Sunday live stream of the service. So make sure to tune in 10 a.m. 
uh, invite someone by sharing the link. And then Sunday night, we're having a, um, a prayer meeting because I, you know, just asking us all uh, to to fast this Sunday as we continue to uh, just experience these turbulent times, just asking for us to seek the Lord together as a church. And uh, so asking us to, to, to fast uh, on Sunday, and then we'll, we'll get together on Sunday night for a prayer meeting at 730 uh, again, that'll be on Zoom, and it's going to get sent out to the church email list. So if you're not on the church email list, send me an email, jeff at christchurchsouthphilly.org. If you don't get my regular emails that go out, jeff at christchurchsouthphilly.org. I'll get you on the email list, and that's going to happen at 7.30, that prayer meeting. And then uh, we can break the fast uh, after that, and uh, looking forward to how God's going to meet us. Great, man. I think it's it. That's it. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Again, uh, would love to hear feedback. We uh, it's helpful to to uh, just know that um, you know this is uh, serving people, and I uh, would love to hear from you. So uh, Matt at ChristChurchSouthPhilly.org or Jeff at ChristChurchSouthPhilly.org, and uh, just praying for blessings upon you all. May the grace of God be with you.